Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Alleluia. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Gracious is the Lord and righteous. Our God is merciful. Please join in singing our opening song, Crown Him with Many Crowns. of your son you raised up the fallen world grant to your faithful people rescued from the peril of everlasting death perpetual gladness and eternal joys through Jesus Christ our Lord who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit one God now and forever amen The reading for the third Sunday of Easter is from the second chapter of Acts. But Peter, standing with the eleven, lifted up his voice and addressed them, Men of Judea and all who dwell in Jerusalem, let this be known to you and give ear to my words let all the house of Israel therefore know for certain that God has made him both Lord and Christ, this Jesus whom you crucified. Now when they heard this, they were cut to the heart and said to Peter and the rest of the apostles, Brothers, what shall we do? And Peter said to them, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the forgiveness of your sins, and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit, for the promise is for you and for your children and for all who are far off, everyone whom the Lord our God calls to himself. 
and with many other words, he bore witness and continued to exhort them, saying, Save yourselves from this crooked generation. So those who received his word were baptized, and there were added that day about 3,000 souls. This is the word of the Lord. The epistle is from the first chapter of 1 Peter. And if you call on him as father who judges impartially according to each one's deeds, conduct yourselves with fear throughout the time of your exile, knowing that you were ransomed from the futile ways inherited from your forefathers, not with perishable things such as silver or gold, but with the precious blood of Christ like that of a lamb without blemish or spot. He was foreknown before the foundation of the world, but was made manifest in the last times for your sake, who through him are believers in God, who raised him from the dead and gave him glory so that your faith and hope are in God. Having purified your souls by your obedience to the truth for a sincere brotherly love, love one another earnestly from a pure heart since you have been born again, not of perishable seed, but of imperishable through the living and abiding word of God. For all flesh is like grass, and all its glory like the flower of grass. The grass withers and the flower falls, but the word of the Lord remains forever. And this word is the good news that was preached to you. This is the word of the Lord. Hallelujah, Lord, to whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life. Alleluia, alleluia. The Holy Gospel, according to St. Luke, the 24th chapter. That very day, two of them were going to a village called Emmaus, about seven miles from Jerusalem, and they were talking with each other about all these things that had happened. While they were talking and discussing together, Jesus himself drew near and went with them, but their eyes were kept from recognizing him, and he said to them, What is this conversation that you are holding with each other as you walk? And they stood still, looking sad. Then one of them, named Cleopas, answered him, Are you the only visitor to Jerusalem who does not know the things that have happened there in these days? And he said to them, What things? And they said to him, Concerning Jesus of Nazareth, a man who was a prophet, mighty in deed and word before God and all the people, and how our chief priests and rulers delivered him up to be condemned to death and crucified him. But we had hoped that he was the one to redeem Israel. Yes, and besides all this, it is now the third day since these things happened. Moreover, some women of our company amazed us. They were at the tomb early in the morning, and when they did not find his body, they came back saying that they had even seen a vision of angels who said that he was alive. Some of those who were with us went to the tomb, and found it just as the women had said, but him they did not see. And he said to them, O 
foolish ones and slow of heart to believe all that the prophets have spoken? Was it not necessary that the Christ should suffer these things and enter into his glory? And beginning with Moses and all the prophets, he interpreted to them in all the scriptures the things concerning himself. So they drew near to the village to which they were going. He acted as if he were going farther, but they urged him strongly saying, stay with us for it is toward evening and the day is now far spent. So he went in to stay with them. When he was at table with them, he took the bread and blessed and broke it and gave it to them. And their eyes were opened and they recognized him and he vanished from their sight. They said to each other, did not our hearts burn within us while he talked to us on the road, while he opened to us the scriptures? And they rose that same hour and returned to Jerusalem. And they found the eleven and those who were with them gathered together, saying, The Lord has risen indeed and has appeared to Simon. Then they told what had happened on the road, and how he was known to them in the breaking of the bread. This is the gospel of the Lord. Hallelujah, our Lord God Almighty reigns. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Amen. The scripture for today's meditation and message is the epistle uh, appointed for today. You just heard, again, this week is from 1 Peter chapter 1 and 4. For now, just the opening line. If you call on him as father who judges impartially according to each one's deeds, conduct yourselves with fear throughout the time of your exile. In the name of the risen Christ, I am a firm believer that we are called to joy, great, immeasurable joy, and especially in times of trial and suffering, it's, it's scriptural. James chapter 1, consider it all joy, my brothers, when you encounter various trials. Romans chapter 5, we rejoice in our tribulations. Joy, 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 deep and profound, of course. Even in the midst of the ills of our society now, and also, I am a proponent of something a little more superficial. Smiles, laughter, even humor. In a time of crisis, I am an intentional interim pastor. And in most situations, not so much at Trinity Lutheran Church, I am called to come into a congregation with problems, maybe conflict or some tragedy, who knows. And, and, and one thing that can help break that cycle of, of, of anxiety and, and reactive behavior is to interject some humor. I look to do it in the midst of COVID-19. I've been looking for humor and I have found some that I am going to share with you today. A couple of examples. I found on Twitter a guy who walked around with his phone and recorded some mock commercials. You've heard stuff like this, how so many companies are connecting their product to what is happening with COVID-19. 
16. I will pause in the sermon here and play this for you. You can rewind it if you want. If you don't catch it the first time, the first one I'll tell you, he says, it is grown cold in our world today, something like that. Almost as cold as the Rocky Mountains. So we here at Coors Light, and then he tails off and does another listen. In these trying times, the world can feel a little colder than it did the day before. Almost as cold as the Rocky Mountains. At Coors Light, we know you live to move. But right now, we're not supposed to be moving. But when we can move again, Nissan will be that we could all use. A shot of hope, a dash of faith, a can of Pepsi. We're all dealing with the burdens of stress and anxiety. It can make you want to pull your hair out. At Johnson & Johnson, our new strength revitalizing shampoo, the uncertainty of day-to-day -day life can take a toll on anyone. That's why Fruity Pebbles has teamed up with Red Cross. I love the last one that Fruity Pebbles has teamed up with the Red Cross. Maybe they have, and I don't want to disparage that, but it sounds like a weird marriage. In any case, there was a famous celebrity whose name I won't mention. This person doesn't share some of the values we Christians find in Scripture, but, but this person had an interesting tweet also, this tweet went, does anyone know if we will get through this together or not? <laughs> We've been hearing that so much. Or, it continued, if the times are certain or uncertain. Sarcasm, of course. Because those phrases are heard over and over again. You can search on YouTube yourself for a montage, a, a mashup of, of dozens and dozens of commercials, all of which have the same format. They all begin with that sad piano music. And if you watch the video, I think about two dozen companies are listed, all playing the same sad music. And then they go into the same refrain, the same script in these troubled times. While times are troubled or some version of that, then we've been here for you. We are here for you. And then we are all in this together indeed. But then, though we are distant, still we are close. And the music always speeds up into a more joyous tune. Over and over and over again. The same, same responses to the situation in our society. And we in the church have done it too. I have used some of those phrases even in our worship and communications, these troubled, uncertain times. And we Christians are repetitively responding according to God's word. Indeed, with hope and joy we have in the midst of suffering, with our prayers for those who are sick, suffering, grieving as we will do today. And most importantly, with loving actions for those who are suffering or in any need, love that is, is sacrifice, not just an emotion. But again, it's always with hope, peace, joy. Yet there is one response to COVID-19, I myself have, have somewhat missed until I, I looked at the scriptures for today. You too, you may not hear it, see it much, even from Christians. I believe it is in those words I read, 1 Peter 1, 17, conduct yourselves with fear throughout the time of your exile, a healthy 
fear of God. That means an awe and a respect, a humbling before the almighty God. It is an awareness. I am not in control. And even more, the confession. This is what I deserve. Do you hear that much in communications today? It is the truth from God's word. We in our sin deserve nothing less than, than death and damnation, eternal torment. And when we see the effects of sin, suffering and even death in our world, a fundamental response must be for ourselves to repent of my sin. Jesus himself said this. Luke chapter 13 was a section much read after 9-11 and the terrorists flew those planes into towers because Jesus mentioned a tower. Let me read to you from the start of Luke 13. There were some present at that very time who told him about the Galileans whose blood Pilate had mingled with their sacrifices. Pontius Pilate, the governor of Judea, had, had killed some Galileans in the north of the land, maybe, or maybe near Jerusalem, if they were sacrificing there at the temple. Killed some people right in the midst of their worship. And they're asking Jesus about it. He answered them, do you think that these Galileans were worse sinners than all the other Galileans because they suffered this way? And here's the point. No, I tell you, but unless you repent, you will all likewise perish. And then he gave his own example of a real historical episode. Those 18 on whom the tower in Siloam fell and killed them right outside Jerusalem. Do you think that they were worse offenders than all the others who lived in Jerusalem? A, a tragic, seems haphazard act. No, I tell you, but unless you repent, you will all likewise perish. And then he went on to tell the parable of, of the barren fig tree, how it deserved to be cut down, but wasn't due to the intervention of the gardener. Indeed, a picture of Jesus himself. The point at the start, though, is that you and I are called to repent whenever we see the results of sin. And that is true especially, I think, in this Easter season. The first response to the Easter event of Jesus rising from the dead, the first response called for, indeed, publicly, we know, was repentance. We had that as our reading today, the end of Peter's great Pentecost sermon, 50 days after Easter. That's when the Holy Spirit descended and was poured out upon the church. We'll celebrate it May 31st. And Peter got up and preached that, that great sermon explaining this was prophesied that God had ordained Jesus uh, who was crucified to be raised from the dead. At the end he says that, that God has made him Lord in Christ, this Jesus whom you crucified. And the people there in Jerusalem were physically actually there and causing Jesus' death a month earlier. You and I are responsible too because of our sin. They are cut to the heart. It says literally in Greek, sawn in two and ask brothers, what shall we do? What does Peter say? First word, repent and be baptized then to receive the Holy Spirit, the forgiveness of sins. But first, repent. Turn from your sin to God. The word repentance is not in 1 Peter chapter 1. But Peter comes close. He says, conduct yourselves with fear, fear of God, throughout your time of exile. I looked up that word in Greek for this message today. 
And literally, the word means upturning or, or, or turning around, reversing. Same connotation as the word repent all through the Bible, to turn. That is the call, the first response we must have to COVID-19, to Jesus risen from the dead. Repent, the one whose death we caused is alive and stands before us, will stand in glory. Repent. As your response, not just today, but always, Martin Luther said in the first of the 95 theses he nailed on the church door in, in Wittenberg, Germany, over 500 years ago, that when our Lord Jesus commanded believers to repent, he willed that every day we repent, always. The whole life of a believer, is what Luther said, is one of repentance. Now, it's not as if you are called to do something of yourself. This needs to be said, it's so clear in Scripture, that repentance is a gift from God. This is an aspect of God's undeserved grace that he works in you, repentance. We had Acts chapter 5 as the reading last Sunday. And again, it's Peter preaching a powerful, powerful sermon. And he emphasizes, again, that God exalted Jesus to his right hand as leader and savior to give repentance to Israel and forgiveness of sins. It's a gift. Jesus said he came to call sinners to repentance, to summon them. In Acts chapter 11, there's a great verse, Acts 11:18, where the early church rejoices, quote, that God has granted repentance to the Gentiles, granted it, given repentance as you encounter the risen Jesus, as you encounter his word, he gives you that repentance to be turned and to receive the good news. That's Peter's point here. I've only read part. Peter says, conduct yourselves with fear throughout your time of exile, knowing, here's the result, that you were ransomed from, from the futile ways inherited from your forefathers, from the powerlessness you have, from your sin and guilt. It wasn't with perishable things such as silver or gold. Martin Luther basically quoted that line in the small catechism, but with the precious blood of Christ, like that of a lamb without blemish or spot perfectly. Jesus has covered your sin and guilt as you are turned in repentance. This you know, my sin is gone. God does not see it covered by the blood of Christ. Indeed, he was foreknown before the foundation of the world. This was all planned, made manifest in these times for your sake, who through him are believers, those who trust in God. Now you've got trust working in your heart because he raised him from the dead, gave him glory, so your faith and hope are in God. You can bank on him who conquered death and damnation, the devil. All evil. But there's an application here. I must tell you in just a few weeks as pastor of Trinity Lutheran Church, I've oriented myself a bit to some of the priorities of this congregation. And one for worship, corporate worship on Sundays, is that worship is relevant for people as they go forth in their daily lives. That you receive here something you can use. I always say the majority of church work is done away from the church building during the week. As you live, Peter says, your soul's purified by obedience 
Now you go forth with renewed strength to obey indeed with a sincere brotherly love. You love one another earnestly from a pure heart. You know Christ's love for you. And so you sacrifice for others. You've been born again. You are different. Born again by the living and abiding word of God. Again, the power comes from this animated word. It's alive. As you hear it in your life, not just on Sundays, but always, it moves you to repentance and trust and obedience to God. So I have a homework assignment for you today. I invite you to pray every day as if you're seeing the risen Christ. Indeed, you are in his word. Seeing before you the risen Christ and praying with repentance, perhaps because you're allowing some lurid influences into your life, pornography or lust. There's the risen Jesus who died for your sin. Repent and trust that he forgives and gives you strength. Perhaps you're angry at someone else, even vengeful problems in a relationship. You just want to get solved, maybe force. Picture the risen Jesus who alone can reconcile us to God and us to one another. Confess your sin and trust that his spirit is working. Pray it every day, him before you. Maybe you're afraid of COVID-19 or financial problems or other things. Timid about ministry, witnessing, work in the church. See the risen Christ before you and pray with repentance. Lord, forgive. He'll give you the spirit of wisdom and, and power and courage. It all happens as the first response is to repent and then believe. I think maybe the most important word in this text is that you call on God as Father. That shows me how it works. With this is a response to his, his grace. I want my children as a father, always have, to, to, to have these characteristics, to be pure, to obey, to love. Indeed, as they're born of, of me and my wife, to have that happen, though, that, that they have to respect and fear me as their father, right? We try to instill that respect for their parents. But that respect came as a response primarily to our love before they were even born we loved them sacrificed for them cared for them would give our very lives and they knew that from the start then responded with that healthy fear and as much as God graces them with purity and obedience and love for others, you too have a father who loves. Before the foundation of the world, before you were ever born, planning your salvation in Christ, enacting that, asking you to, to turn to him now with repentance, then faith and trust then with peace and hope and indeed joy deep joy that's our response to his grace amen Please join with me in speaking the Nicene Creed. I believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and of all things visible and invisible, and in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, begotten of his Father before all worlds, God of God, light of light, very God of very God, 
begotten, not made, being of one substance with the Father, by whom all things were made, who for us men and for our salvation came down from heaven and was incarnate by the Holy Spirit of the Virgin Mary and was made man and was crucified also for us under Pontius Pilate. He suffered and was buried, and the third day he rose again according to the scriptures and ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of the Father, and he will come again with glory to judge both the living and the dead, whose kingdom will have no end. And I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord and giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son is worshipped and glorified, who spoke by the prophets. And I believe in one holy Christian and apostolic church. I acknowledge one baptism for the remission of sins, and I look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. Let us pray. You have heard our pleas for mercy, O Lord, and given up your Son to be our Savior. Hear us now as we come to you with repentance and faith, thanking and praising you, sharing our petitions for all people according to their needs. Our hearts, too, have burned in us, O Lord, as your word has been read and preached today. Keep our faith from growing cold. Grant us grace always to be filled with repentant faith that our trust may not waver and we may never succumb to temptation. You have purified us, O Lord, with water and the word in baptism. You have marked us as your own people Give to us grace that we may live out this faith in holy lives, living up, lifting up your name in word and, and in works for as long as we live. Guide us, we pray, that with souls purified by that obedience to the truth, we may love one another earnestly from a pure heart. We do pray especially in these times, O oh Lord, that you would guard our nation and the entire world. May we enjoy peace, security, and health in the face of threat and danger. Bless our president, governor, legislators, the courts, that they may fulfill their offices faithfully. Bless all emergency and medical workers also members of the armed forces who all protect us, teach all nations the way of peace. Deliver us from our afflictions and grant us strength to bear all our burdens, O Lord. Hear us in particular for Steve Harms and his battle with cancer. Bruce Werdeman, now home from the hospital after a stay in Dallas. Our homebound members and others on our prayer list and those we name in our hearts. According to your gracious will, heal the sick, relieve those who suffer, comfort the grieving, give peace to the dying. Stay with us, O Lord. Be our strength in weakness, our hope in time of despair. Your gracious will has always kept the saints in faith, even unto death. Lord, through the breaking of the bread, feed us upon the flesh of Christ and grant us to drink his blood in faith. If not today, then soon physically together. Forgive our sins, strengthen our faith, build up our unity as a congregation and church body. Equip us through this communion to love you and love one another as you have loved us. Preserve the faith of those who wish to receive this sacrament in the presence of the congregation, but cannot grant them their desire soon. 
Accept, O Lord, the sacrifice of praise and thanksgiving we bring for all your goodness and generosity. We pray these prayers in the name of and for the sake of our Lord Jesus Christ, whose death has made full atonement for our sin, whose resurrection has granted to us the promise of our own joyful resurrection to eternal life. Amen. Beloved in the Lord, since it is our intention to receive the Holy Supper of our Lord Jesus Christ, in which he strengthens our faith by giving us his body to eat and his blood to drink, therefore it is proper that we diligently examine ourselves, as St. Paul urges us to do, for this holy sacrament has been instituted for the special comfort of those who are troubled because of their sin and humbly confess their sins, fear God's wrath and hunger and thirst for righteousness. But when we examine our hearts and consciences, we find nothing in us but sin and death from which we are incapable of delivering ourselves. Therefore, our Lord Jesus Christ has had mercy upon us for our benefit, he became a man so that he might fulfill for us the whole will and law of God. And to deliver us, he took upon himself our sin and the punishment we deserve. So that we may more confidently believe this and be strengthened in the faith and in holy living. Our Lord Jesus Christ, on the night when he was betrayed, took bread and when he had given thanks he gave it to the disciples and said take eat this is my body which is given for you do this in remembrance of me it is as if he said I became man and all that I do and suffer is for your good as a pledge of this I give you my body to eat in the same way also he took the cup after supper and when he had given thanks he gave it to them saying drink of it all of you this is the new testament in my blood which is shed for you for the forgiveness of sins do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me again it is as if he said I have had mercy on you by taking into myself all your iniquity. I give myself into death, shedding my blood to obtain grace and forgiveness of sins, to comfort and establish the new covenant which gives forgiveness and everlasting salvation. As a pledge of this, I give you my blood to drink. Therefore, whoever eats this bread and drinks this cup, confidently believing this word and promise of Christ, dwells in Christ and Christ in him and has eternal life. We should also do this in remembrance of him showing his death that he was delivered for our offenses and raised for our justification and giving him our most heartful thanks, we take up our cross and follow him. And according to his commandment, love one another as he has loved us. For we are all one bread and one body, even as we are all partakers of this one bread and drink from this one cup. For just as the one cup is filled with wine from many grapes and one bread is made from countless grains, so also we, being many, are one body in Christ. Because of him we love one another, not only in word, but in deed and in truth. May the almighty and merciful God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, by his Holy Spirit, accomplish this in us. Amen. Having heard the word of Christ in worship today, let us confess our sins to him, imploring him for the sake of his son, Jesus Christ, to grant us forgiveness 
pray in your heart as I pray for all of us. Oh, Almighty God, merciful Father, I, a poor, miserable sinner, confess unto you all my sins and iniquities with which I have ever offended you and justly deserve your temporal and eternal punishment. But I am heartily sorry for them and sincerely repent of them. And I pray you of your boundless mercy and for the sake of the holy, innocent, bitter sufferings and death of your beloved Son, Jesus Christ, to be gracious and merciful to me, a poor, sinful being. God, be merciful to you and strengthen your faith. And with the trust that you believe that the forgiveness I speak is not my forgiveness, but God's, let it be done to you as you believe in the stead and by the command of my Lord Jesus Christ, I forgive you all your sins in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. May the God of peace himself sanctify you completely and may your whole spirit, soul, and body be kept blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. He who calls you is faithful. He will surely do it. Go in peace. Amen. And during the distribution of the meal, please, in your prayer, in your heart, pray the prayer he taught us and which is sung today.
The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord look upon you with favor and give you peace. Amen. Please join in singing our closing song. Smile.